welcome, welcome, welcome on this wonderful Sports Saturday presented by B&B Bagels. Uh, you are listening to KNC Sports here on KCOU 88.1 FM, online at KCOU.FM. My name is Kyle Jones, that's the K, and I am joined by my good friend Cole Tusing, that's the C, and uh, well, we're going to talk about sports so, uh, so Cole, any any opening thoughts? Uh, anything you want to say? Well, it's a great week of college football. It's week two of college football if people are not keeping track. So it's a great college football week and got a lot of games to talk about. And we're going to try to talk about as many games as possible. Not just college football uh, today. You know, tomorrow really is the big the big kickoff week for for the NFL. I mean, you know, we had we had our first NFL game of the season on on Thursday and as underwhelming as that may have been, uh it is still here. The NFL has returned. Our national nightmare is over. Uh so definitely a whole lot to talk about uh between both college and professional football. We'll uh, we'll get into the whole the whole kit and caboodle after the break, uh, but for now we're going to take a short one. We'll be back Soon. But you signing on forever when you ink it in blood. A E I O U E I O U A E. to KNC Sports here on KCOU 88.1 FM on this beautiful, well, not really beautiful, it's rainy as, you know, all get out outside, but uh, it is Sports Saturday presented by B&B Bagels, um, and we're enjoying it, I, I would hope, I would hope you are, Cole. Uh, I am, at, actually, it's not that bad out, it's when the rain is good when it's not windy, that's when it's windy, when the rain, that's when it's bad. Yeah, because then you, you can't really use your umbrella because it just blows under the umbrella, makes the whole thing pointless. Yeah, I, I totally, I totally vibe with that. But so we're going to start. Uh, we're going to start on this wonderful Saturday 
with uh, with the National Football League. Um, I guess you know we can break down a little bit of what happened on Thursday. Eagles uh, grinding out the 18 to 12 win over the Falcons. Stupid scoreline to open up the season. It's just like it was like, an underwhelming game. It should have been more than it was. Um, I was happy with it because JHI got me like 20 something points for my fantasy team. So like, I mean that's nice. I'm not projected to win my fantasy game this week because of him. So thanks, Jay. But other than that, like, I mean it was it was just. Underwhelming from a team that, you know, raised a banner. I would say it's underwhelming on both sides because, yes, the Eagles did raise their banner against the Pats, and people are hoping that uh, they do it again this year. But you also look at it's underwhelming for the Falcons, who have Matt Ryan, and they have Julio Jones, who is one of the best wideouts in the league. And if I'm not mistaken, Julio was not targeted at all in the red zone the entire game. Um, I believe you're correct on that. And then also, he, uh, he you know, he usually returns kicks and things like that. And he uh, he didn't do that at all. I saw I saw a, a funny tweet. I think it was from Bobby Boswell. Who do, do you know who Bobby Boswell is? I unfortunately do not. Okay, know. so Bobby Boswell uh, played defender for uh, he played defender for the Houston Dynamo uh, MLS. You know the MLS team in Houston for for years and years and years. And he moved. I forget where he moved. Uh, but I think by by some by some way or another, you know, he I, I'm pretty sure he wound up in Atlanta, or you know, uh, you know, if not Atlanta, he just has he has his opinions on on sports, right? Um, he tweets out yesterday. He goes, uh, "Not letting Julio Jones take kickoffs is like Atlanta United not practicing penalties before a playoff match." Well, then I. I it's, guess you couldn't have said dumb. that better. It's so dumb. Um, but, I mean, in, in the end, I, I think, you know, like, when, when you only score three points in the first, right? Like, there was only three points scored in the first quarter. There's only nine points scored in the first half. Like, it's probably the most boring game of football you'll ever watch, you know? Matt Ryan, 20, 21 of 43 for 251 yards. Like, that's not good. It's Nick, not good concerning he won, like, regular season, like, MVP award a few years ago. And Nick Foles, 19 for 34 for only 117 yards, and you still won. Like, that's it's horrendous. Zach Ertz only had five catches for 48, which, thanks, Zach. You only got me, like, seven points on fantasy, so, you know, Good, good job there, buddy. I forget who said it, but I think they're right. Like, unless you pick up Gronk in fantasy, pretty much it's pretty much Gronk or anything for tight end for fantasy. I mean, you're 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 pretty much right for that. I mean, Zach Ertz is really my only like like he'll he'll be decent. He had an off game, but he'll he'll be fine for the rest of the season. I'm not worried about that decision. But uh, that was Thursday, uh, and that already happened. That game's history. Eagles won it. Um, they got booed off the field. I don't know if you heard about that, but on the same night that the Eagles raised a Super Bowl winner's banner, they got booed off the field. So uh, thanks, Philly, for being weird. Um, you know, they say, they say keep Austin weird. Uh, Philly doesn't need that slogan because they will always be weird. Um, but, I, you know, let's let's look at the, the matchups that we've got on uh, tomorrow and then Monday. Um, well, for one, you have... According to NFL.com, a 70% chance that the Browns will win their game against... The Steelers? Yes. That's... 
That's a load of trash. I don't care if they're playing that game in Cleveland. I don't care how good you think Baker Mayfield is. One Baker Mayfield does not a good team make. Um, they're, they're, they're still the Browns. They're still trash. Hard Knocks didn't change anything. <laughs> this is like... That's so... That's bogus. I was like... Wait, 70% that Cleveland's going to win against the Steelers the with I mean, Antonio the, Brown? The, the, only, the only reason that you might go against the Steelers is because they've got a little bit of a locker room controversy with Le'Veon Bell, but like... You still have Antonio Brown. You still got AB, you've still got a good defense, Mike Tomlin's a good coach, like you still got all the components you need, you just lack a Le'Veon Bell. You know, which is okay for the time being. I mean, you, it's like operating if Le'Veon Bell, like, tore his ACL in the preseason. You know, you, you move on. You have a guy who takes his spot. Might not be the same team. They might, you know, they'll probably lose a couple of bigger games against, you know, you know, say if they go up against the Patriots or something like that, they'll, they'll lose that game. Or, like, the Vikings, I think they would probably lose to them. But the Browns? It's it's the Browns. Like I'm, I'm sorry, but it's it's literally the worst team in the history of football. That's not a that's not a joke. They literally were and still like statistically are the worst team to ever play the game of professional football. That's in a lot concerning that you're a Texans fan. Oh, I'm a Texans fan. I'll tell you, we were garbage uh, and we still are pretty much garbage. But like. At least the Texans won a game. They have never gone through a season where they didn't win at least once. That says a lot for my Bears as well, which the Bears getting Khalil Mack, I am really excited for against the Packers this week. Ah, the problem. See, the, the problem is Khalil Mack is overhyped, in my opinion. Um, it's still Khalil Mack. It's Khalil Mack, and I'll give. And that the up. Bears needed a guy like that. Yeah, and they they did. And I think it's a great move. Um, I think that I think the Raiders. Uh, the Raiders management is probably the stupidest group of people you'll ever find in your life who decided that they just trade their entire franchise core on defense, right? Like, who do they have now in any position? They got Derek Carr. Cool. Amari Cooper has uh, been off. Yeah. Like, I can't I can't say too much bad about Derek Carr. He is my backup for my fantasy team. But, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm planning on switching that pretty soon. But uh, all I'll say is that, like, you give Gruden comes in, right? He hasn't even played a game, and he has already completely capitulated that entire team. Like, that team looked good last year, the Raiders. There were times I was like, oh, man, they could actually make a pretty good run to the playoffs, right? And then they stopped, and now they're going to get totally up, you know, up upstaged by their by their southern rivals, the Los Angeles Rams. Rams are going to have a good year this year, y'all. I'm 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 saying it right now. Oh yeah, absolutely. I I totally believe that Todd Gurley is going to do things that we have not seen from Todd Gurley before. It's just the entire Rams team is just going to be incredible. Um, but so. I don't think the Rams are going to win a Super Bowl per oh, se. Oh, obviously not. No, but they're going to I think they'll make a good push for the playoffs. Something we haven't seen from a Rams team in a while. Even like back when they were in St. Louis, we didn't even see that. You know? Um but so there's that. So so NFL.com thinks that the Steelers are going to lose to the Browns. I call the I call a, a whole load of crud on that. Um 
my my game to watch uh, this weekend um, is obviously Bears Packers. That's that's gonna be a great matchup. Um, I think Cowboys Panthers is an underrated one. I don't think a lot of people are talking about that game, but it it'll be it'll be fun to watch. Um, Texans Patriots could be surprising. It's in New England. I don't think the Texans will win. I, I love I love my Texans. They will not win. But you got Deshaun Watson coming back. You got JJ coming back. Whitney Merciless coming back. The entire the entire team that was supposed to, you know, be one of the best Texan teams you've ever seen in the history of the franchise. They were gonna go and, you know, win the AFC South, boss it up to the AFC championship, and then, you know, barely lose to New England and, you know, all that, right? That was supposed to be what happened to the Texans last season. And then, like, you know, 75% of the team got injured. It was like, oh, well, I guess we suck now. So now that you bring up, like, I mean, the defense is, if I'm not mistaken, it's pretty much all J.J. Watt and everything. They do have, like, young guys going back. Wendy Merciless is coming back. You got J.J. coming back. Um, They didn't really add anyone in particular, but, like, a few years ago, I think it would have been fine to say J.J. Watt's going back. Now that he's been injured, 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 I don't know. I, I think I think he's going to come back. Um, okay, this is going to this is going to sound crazy. I think he's going to come back just as good. Maybe like I think he's going to get back to his defensive player of the year caliber. Maybe not immediately. You might not see it within the first couple weeks, but by the end of the season, he will look just like. You know, just like JJ did before he went out and broke his everything. Um, and the reason I say that is sim- simply because he has worked his bum off in every sense of the word, right? He goes out to the weight room all the time. You know, he's, um, you know, he's, he's been talking and I've seen him talking in interviews saying, you know, he doesn't feel like he's back to his perfect health like he was before the injury, but he's saying he's getting back to, you know, it feels, he says he's feeling good. And when JJ's feeling good, watch out, Tom. It's going to be a bad Sunday for you. But, uh, you know, I'm looking at I'm looking at the Texans' defensive roster right now, right? You got JJ, obviously. Uh, we added Ty- Tyron Matthew. That that was one of the guys we had. So he'll be he'll be in the safety position. He could he could do some work, right? You have Kareem Jackson as a safety as well. He's also very good. Um, Jadevian Clowney like does not ever get enough hype, right? He is he's great. And then uh, Jonathan Joseph as well is a great cornerback for them. I I mean this is this is a defense that. While they may have been like one of the worst defenses in the league last year, right? They are definitely like they are going to be a force this year. I can almost guarantee you that. Very interesting. So, a few games to watch in the NFL definitely this week on opening weekend. Do you have any other thoughts on the NFL? Well, um, you know, we were talking about uh, we were talking about the Raiders getting upstaged by the Rams, right? I didn't even I didn't even think about it when I was kind of saying that. Um, that's that's Monday Night Football this week. That's the Monday Night Football matchup. So like, 
that's going to be a really interesting game to watch. I think this is going to be a, a, a big coming out party for the Rams. They're going to show up and be like, hey, guess what? We're better than you. Bye. Um, Bengals-Colts could be an underrated matchup. You got Andrew Locke coming back. Um, and then the Bengals just trying to prove themselves. They weren't too good last season. I think the Bengals could take that one. You want to make some predictions? Um. Yeah. Sure. We'll, we'll make we'll make predictions for these games, and then we can take a short break and come back and talk about college football. All right. So Bengals Colts. I think it's going to be Bengals winning this game, and I'm going to go a little bit further in the future. I'm going to say Joe Mixon is a completely underrated running back for the Bengals core. That just because he's on your, is that just because he's on your fantasy team? No, he's not. On my, is he on my fantasy team? He might be. I I don't remember. Anyway, all right. I'll I'll go with that. So so let's let's make let's just go game by game. So Bills Ravens in Baltimore. Bills Ravens. Well, you have Bill. Um, let's see. You have the Bills with Lashawn McCoy, Tyrod Taylor. He's an on and off quarterback. I think you have a good defense. I'm gonna go with Bills on this one. Hmm. See, I think I think the Ravens could take it. Let me uh. Cause I, cause I'm in a, I'm gonna pick them, like thing with a, with a couple of folks. Uh, so let me, let me tell you what I picked, uh, for the, for the pool for this game. I picked, I picked Baltimore for this game. So I'll, I'll stick with that. Um, let's see, Jags Giants in New York. Jaguars, they have, in my opinion, the best defense in the NFL. Okay, so. That makes sense. I think it's going to be the Giants in New York. I think Eli Manning's going to be able to, you know, get things done for his team. They made a couple, you know, the, you know they had uh, off off year last year, but don't expect that to, you know, stay the same this year. Um, I think I think the Giants could pull it here. I think I also think the Jags year last year was a fluke because because every year before that they were trash. Okay, next game. Uh, Bucks Saints in New Orleans. I'm about to go with the Saints on this one. Surely, there's only one option here. It's got to be the Saints. I just can't trust the Buccaneers core they're, they're on bad. offense or defense. They're bad. Like, like, just Jameis Winston does not have the tools that he needs on that team. Mike Evans, sure, yeah, this one guy. Their defense, trash. Rest of the offense, trash. He doesn't have an offensive line. He's like a tackle dummy for the other team. Let's see. Texans-Patriots. Texans-Patriots. I know you're a Texans fan, but I'm going to go with the Patriots on this one. It's it's going to be the Patriots, but it's going to be close. So Deshaun Watson's going to have a good game. Deshaun's going to have a great game. Uh, J- Deshaun's going to sling it to uh, DeAndre Hopkins. It's going to be a beautiful connection, and they'll try to get that going. They'll they'll get the inner workings of that connection going this week. They'll lose, but then next week, and you know, they'll they'll get a, they'll get a string of wins going after this week. It's just one of those. The Patriots are one of those teams that you can be okay with losing to. Okay. 49ers versus Vikings in Minnesota. Minnesota Vikings. Obviously, obviously, that defense. See, you you think the ja- do you think the Jags defense is the best in the NFL? I think the Vikings. I think the Vikes. I think the Vikes are the best. <laughs> I think the Vikings are the second best defense, but ah, it's dude, that, it just depends on what week you're playing and what your opponent is. Purple people leaders are back, man. They're so good. All right, Titans versus Dolphins in Miami. I can't trust the U, so can I trust the NFL, Miami? No, 
I can't either. No, I can't. I love Ryan Tannehill, Texas A&M alum. Got to got to respect him, but he doesn't have he he himself is not good enough, and he doesn't have the weapons to be good enough as Marcus Mariota and the Titans. All right, Bengals Colts. I think we we already kind of went over this one. Uh, you you said rem- remind me what you said. Um, I said the Bengals and looking further in the future, Joe Mixon's gonna have a underrated season this year. And I am inclined to be- to agree with you. I've chosen the Bengals as well. Steelers Browns. I think we all agreed. Pittsburgh NFL.com is on something. My goodness. Chiefs Chargers in L.A. Chiefs Chargers. I'm gonna go with the Chiefs on this one I am because too. I am they too. have a great offense this year. They've got they've yeah they've got a good they've got a, got a good offensive unit. Chargers just haven't established themselves as really anything, especially since they moved away from San Diego last year. They literally couldn't fill up a soccer stadium, the, the stadium where where the LA Galaxy play. Right, the Galaxy fill that stadium up every time they play. Mostly because now they have Zlatan Ibrahimovic. But even then, like, they legitimately fill that stadium. And the Chargers, for a professional football game, the NFL, which, you know, clearly a, a, a bigger league. Like, we can't lie about that. The NFL is a bigger league than MLS. That's just that's just pure numbers games. The Chargers could not fill up a stadium that the Galaxy could. Terrible stuff. Seahawks in Denver against the Broncos. You look at the Seahawks, and you look at the Broncos. are two teams that are incredibly overrated. This is a tough match. I'm, I'm going to stick with my gun. I'm going to go with Denver. I'm going with Seattle here. I think that Denver just doesn't have it. They don't have the offense. Defense isn't anything to really you know write home about. On the other side, the Seahawks, they still have Russell Wilson. They still got guys like Richard Sherman. I mean, that defense, while it's it's not what it was back when they went to the Super Bowl, it's still, the, the Legion of Boom is still relatively there, right? Broncos have nothing. Let's, uh, let's move on to uh, Cowboys-Panthers in Carolina. I think we talked about this game a little bit earlier, but... I'm gonna go with the Panthers on this one. I am too. I think that I think Cam Newton's gonna be able to rally that team and get something happening. Redskins Cardinals in Arizona. Neither team really anything to write home about. I'm gonna go with the Cardinals just for the sake of David Johnson doesn't get injured. I'm gonna go with the Cardinals because I I morally refuse to support the red the Redskins in any endeavor. Fair enough. <laughs> Bears-Packers in Green Bay. I would love the Bears to win, especially with Mitchell Trubisky, Allen Robinson, Jordan Howard, but it's in Lambeau. Lambeau. You're playing against Aaron Rodgers. It's just not going to happen. That game at Lambeau is always going to wind up the Packers coming out on top unless, like, unless earth and sky is moved. Unless Trubisky slings it and Jordan Howard does something insane, it's... Similar to like the pa- the Patriots, as a Bears fan, I've lost the Packers so many times that I'm just like, eh. It's, it's, a, game, it's a game you can lose. Right. Jets-Lions on Monday night in Detroit. I'm going to go with the Jets on this one. Jets are Sam Darnold, a USC alum. I don't think he's going to do much. I think it's going to be the t- I think it's going to be the Lions here. That's just my opinion. It's in Detroit. There's not much. I'm like... 
they, they just don't they don't have it in my opinion. It's it's not going to be good. All right, and then uh, capping off this this weekend and a day of football, we've got Rams Raiders in Oakland. I think we talked about this game a little bit, but I'm going to go with the Rams on this one. Todd Gurley's going to go all over the defense of the Raiders. As I, I, I'm going to wholeheartedly agree with you there. Rams for the win. No, uh, no real questions asked on that one. So we're going to take a short break here. When we come back, we got, as we already mentioned, a pretty big week uh, weekend of college football already in progress. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. Hey guys, it's G-Sharp. Be sure to tune in Wednesdays from 2 to 3 p.m. to listen to G-Sharp's Indie Rock Hour. I'll be playing bands such as M83, Silver Sun Pickups, Tame Impala, and more. Stay tuned in to KCOU. KCOU would like to thank Cafe Berlin for their support. Check out Cafe Berlin's delicious and diverse brunch menu at CafeBerlinComo.com. Looking for a fun night out in Colombia? Check out Cafe Berlin's live music calendar on their website as well. Thank you, Cafe Berlin, for your continued support of KCOU Columbia 88.1 FM. And we are back here on KNC Sports here on Sports Saturday on KCOU 88.1 FM online at kcou.fm thanks for tuning in and spending your saturday uh, your saturday lunchtime with us hope you've enjoyed it so far so we already kind of covered the nfl uh, just there uh, so let's move on to uh, to college football where we have a handful of incredibly exciting matchups on the table here cole uh, which one do you want to start with got any anything that piques your interest um, what about that? I know you have a lot to say about this game, but what about Clemson going into Kyle Field and A and M? I am so Clemson. You know, clear favorites on this one. I'm not surprised. Over under is fifty one and a half. Clemson favored by twelve. Like that's 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 no surprise. But um, I think the twelve man, the twelfth man, could really, really do something tonight. I don't know if they'll win. I don't think that the Aggies are going to go out and win this game. But I will say that Jimbo Fisher has plenty of experience playing Clemson. The 12th man is going to show up. They're going to make it hard for Clemson to do pretty much anything of note. And I think this could this could be a real shocker. There is a serious chance that Texas A&M could win this football game. So, you look at Clemson, and like you said before, like Clemson has established themselves for years. They're already pretty just like be Cotswold playoff champions and everything. And so, and in my opinion, Clemson is the best team in college football offensively and defensively. That defense, it can't be beat. But you think with A and M with that twelfth man hype, they may be able to give Clemson some trouble, maybe give them a game in that some not people are expecting. Oh, I am, I am, yeah, I, I don't think that the Aggies are going to lay down and get beat, 
especially especially at Kyle Field. This you, you gotta you gotta realize, Cole, and uh, it, it's a different world, right? You, um, you, you've never been to a Texas A&M football game, I'm guessing, right? I have not, and Kyle Field is a stadium that I want to go to. It's, it's like a, it's like a different world, man. Those, every person in that stadium is standing. If you're not standing, it's, it's very much frowned upon. They have their own cheers. It's like, it's insane. They, it's. So college football environment at its finest. It is the pinnacle. Of college football environments, especially when a big team like Clemson or Alabama comes to town, like nothing beats that. Honestly, right? I got to go. Uh, I got to go to an anime game against Mississippi State, and I mean Mississippi State is not a big opponent. Like it's SEC, but like it's not Bama or Auburn or you know, back you know, you know, God, God forbid we play UT again. That'd be nice. Uh, but uh but so like but even then even with Mississippi State a team that really like who cares right Aggies beat them by like 35 or something like that if i remember that stadium was rocking it was insane like if and it throws it throws teams off to see this literal army of fans just cascading noise upon you it is insane so there's been one time in my life where i've experienced a game like that and i don't know i don't think you've been in the stadium have you ever been to the ohio state football stadium i have not i've not been to the horseshoe oh it's it's an environment i went a few years ago probably like oh nine or something when usc was ranked number four in the nation. Ohio State was ranked like number two in the nation. Oh my goodness. It was, it was insane. And it's, I've never been able to go to, I've been to a lot of college football games. I've never been able to go to a college football with that environment since. It's, it's the crazy thing you'll ever see, but I think it's, it's going to give, it's going to give Clemson some serious struggles I, I mean, I don't think that they're going to win, per se. I don't think the Aggies are going to come away with the dub, but they're going to, they're going to, you know, they're going to do A&M proud, I'll tell you that. Um, but we can transition now to a couple of other matchups. I know uh, this one's already in progress. Uh, you got UCLA versus Oklahoma. Oklahoma, a team that uh, is Baker Fit Mayfield less and UCLA is Josh Rosen less. Yes. And neither is really the same force that they were last year. The Oklahoma still ranked number six in the nation. So definitely a point to prove. They're tied seven seven with about seven minutes left in the first quarter. So still, you know, still definitely a game on our hands. Uh let's see the uh, the first SEC, the the first true SEC matchup of the year, you know, SEC team versus SEC team. We got Georgia taking on South Carolina. What do you think about that one? Georgia ranked three, South Carolina ranked 24. This game is going to be a lot closer than I think people are letting on. I think people are thinking that Georgia is going to blow them out by 30 or something. And you have to remember that South Carolina is a great football team, great SEC team. They have Debo Samuel, Jake Benley's a great quarterback. Jake Benley's fantastic. Slain it. And I just feel like 
Georgia, with losing Sony Michelle and Nick Chubb and other great guys due to the NFL draft, I think that Georgia's still going to win the game, but I feel like it's going to be a lot closer of a game that people are letting on. Definitely. You got, you got to give respect to South Carolina. I mean, obviously, we, we as Missouri students have to because they came in here and kicked our bum last season. But they're playing this game in Columbia, South Carolina. So, like... Georgia's playing in hostile territory. You can't you can't always count on those away games. Uh, we we talked about uh, Jake Bentley. Uh, how about Rico Rico Dowdle, the uh, the the running back for South Carolina? Fifteen carries for 105 yards in his last game. Who did South Carolina play last week? Uh, no no one in particular. I don't think it was anybody anyone big. Yeah no, uh, Coastal Carolina. You're gonna but, go off against those kind of teams, to be honest. Yeah, but but still, I mean. He probably the the guy probably only had about half of action. You're not gonna play him guys like that for a full game to have 15 carries for 105 and you know probably only only have played like a half. It's pretty nice. It's also 93 degrees there. Like it's a scorcher in South Carolina. So there's another thing they have to deal with. Uh, so what's your take on this Georgia South Carolina game? I think Georgia's gonna win. I don't know. I don't know how close it'll be. I think in the end it'll probably be a lot more. It'll be closer than a lot of people are boiling it down to. But I still think that Georgia will win convincingly. We can look at another SEC matchup: uh, Kentucky, Florida, in Florida. I don't think Kentucky has a real chance here. No, I don't think enough. Uh, Benny Snell, Kentucky running back, can uh, win. In Florida, with Dan Mellon in the swamp, I see Florida winning this game. Yep. Uh, let's see. We got a pretty nice matchup between Arizona State and Michigan State in in Arizona. What do you expect out of that one? Arizona State. They're unranked, but they're they're running back. You know, Benjamin had 16 carries for 131 last uh, last game. And then their receiver, Nikhil Harry, had six catches for 140 with two touchdowns. And I want to say they played, uh, yeah, UTSA, which, you know, they're going to go off against UTSA. But, you know, still. Yeah, true. So, Arizona State, I feel like a team in the Pac-12 is underrated, but they still want to prove themselves, while Michigan State in the Big Ten is a team that I felt like has established themselves as a threat in the Big Ten. Now, when you play a uh, Pac-12 versus Big Ten team at two conferences I have grown up knowing a lot about, uh, both Pac-12 and Big Ten teams play completely different. Big Ten teams are more grounded, more fundamental football, while Pac-12 teams love to uh, sling the ball a lot. They do that. They do that That real big, you know, downfield passing, you know, kind of, you know, sling it and pray, right? And that might wind up causing Michigan State some problems. You know, especially for a team that's used to those, you know, run-heavy, you know, short passes like like Ohio State or Michigan. I mean, it's, this is going to be a really good game. I think the fact that Arizona State is unranked, they have a point to prove, definitely contributes. So, you know, I'd love to, I'd love to see this. All right, so shall we go on to the event later this evening, Missouri versus Wyoming oh, in I, Columbia? I think, I, I think there's one more game that I think we should talk about before we get to before we get to the main event. Okay. Uh, 
the the one I'm sure this one's weighing weighing on you quite heavily. USC Stanford. USC Stanford, a rivalry not only in the Pac-12 but in California, man. It's a it, it's a great one. And it's gonna be played in the Coliseum. No, it's it's it's, it's oh, Stanford I'm, Stadium. Uh, I'm the worst USC fan ever. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, it'd be it'd be crazier if it was at the Coliseum, but no, it's just a Stanford Stadium. But no, um, USC, a team I was talking about on our last show, saying like, how is this USC gonna team gonna develop with no Sam Darnold, no Juju Smith, no Ronald Jones, and Trevor Scully shocked me a little bit in their last game. They he threw for, if I'm not mistaken, 225 yards. I believe you're correct on that. Let's see. And Stanford, they went up against, I mean, sure, they went up against San Diego State, who is more of a competition in the Pac-12, but Bryce Love had himself an off night, and I will tell you something about uh, Stanford. They love to go single pack, and sh- they love to do single back. Then on third, they love to do shotgun. That's what USC's defense strives on in Pac-12 environments. Right. I think that I think it's going to be a great game. I I do expect USC actually to you know obviously make it close. I think it's it's going to be just impactful. I'm not sure I can really pick a winner in this match. Um, I think it's it's one of those things where we're, we're really going to have to wait and see how it goes. I mean, like, both of these teams have, have every, you know, every right to win the match. Both, both of these teams, you know, USC 17, Stanford ranked 10, undefeated, you know, big Pac-12 matchup. I mean, like, this is going to be really, I cannot pick a winner here. I'm gonna uh, stick with my uh, USC roots and go with USC. I'll go. I'll j- just to be just to play devil's advocate. I'll play. I'll I'll go with Stanford. J- I'll, I'll I'll pull the rank here. I'll say Stanford's number ten. They're playing at home, so uh, so we'll 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 choose Stanford. But it's it's gonna be a great game to watch. Um, but I guess uh, I guess now is a good time to uh, to transition talk about the the main event here uh Missouri against Wyoming what are your initial thoughts on this matchup Cole my initial thoughts you're one and oh Wyoming's one and one Mizzou's gotta win no I'm just kidding <laughs> um it's not that uh black and white but I was talking about this earlier I know you had the uh honor of broadcasting the UT Martin match yeah, yeah. I know you have a lot to talk about but I was talking about this earlier like Yes, Mizzou did play UT Martin in Furrow last week, and obviously the offense and defense going to shine. Drew Locke uh, was Drew Locke against UT Martin, like we both predicted on our radio show. But one question I have going in this game, and I don't know, is Mizzou's defense. You know, I think the the fact is that defense held held UT Martin to 14 points. Because why I'm drawing that is, once again, you are playing UT Martin, but what about Mizzou playing Mo State last year and letting them right. drop 40 that's, and no one tackled? Right, that's 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 kind of the, the, the kind of interesting comparison that, that you bring, right? It was 14 points against UT Martin, but they had a shootout against, against Mo State last season. So, like, you know, clear, clear improvements there. Um... And, and honestly, like, UT Martin's points came, you know, 
off of sleeper plays from, from like Mizzou. second and third string players, not the starters. Yeah, exactly. Like they scored a touchdown in the second off of an actual pretty pretty nice drive out of UT Martin. I mean, there was like it was it was pretty much you know always it, it was it was just it was good it was good step you know set up drive for UT Martin. They got something done, uh, and then they scored once in the third quarter. Which you know, I think that was probably around when when Mizzou put in all the all the subs and you know the second stringers and third stringer guys, um, and they kind of galloped into the end zone on that one, right? But other than those two, and they came on off moments on, in the game. I mean, the Tigers controlled the entire time, and then they they didn't have the ball much in the fourth quarter either. They both both of their drives they put in uh they put in um who was it? uh Taylor Powell right they put in Taylor Powell the the third the second slash third string quarterback you know it's a little position battle there with him and Michael Wilson um but they put him in and uh he wound up going I think he basically went three and out both times he was on the field right so not much going with the offense there, but even then, they still prevented UT Martin from scoring at all. I think that this defense is going to be okay. I think I I have I have high hopes for the for the Mizzou defense this season. We of course have high hopes, and I'm not saying that just because uh, Mizzou's defense. Uh, had a lot of three and outs versus UT Martin. They're gonna steamroll Georgia, steamroll Alabama. I'm not I, saying that at all. I'm just saying. I like, think they'll. I think they'll, you know, stop Wyoming, and I think they'll make it interesting for Georgia and Alabama. But I am drawing the comparison. Like you have to admit, the game that we saw that Mizzou played against Most State last year, and then this game against UT Martin. Oh, it's night and day. Right. Definitely. I'm. I'm. You know. You gotta. Gotta, you know, give give props to the improvements that this defense has made. They didn't get too many sacks. I don't know if you, I don't know if you if you noticed that when you were watching, but they really did not sack the quarterback too much. But, but they, uh, you know, they got it done on defense. They were able to, you know, stop, you know, forced a turnover. They they had a they had that huge. Uh, a huge hit that jarred a fumble out of uh, one of the UT Martin receivers, and that ball just kind of fell and in went into the hands of the Tiger defense. You know, watching that, watching that from the uh, from the booth was was crazy. I want to here's an interesting stat for you: UT Martin was four for fourteen on third down uh, against the Tigers. So that's you know that's a good stat to carry over for stat. Wyoming. They. Uh, they only they were held to six point one yards per pass, right? And passing was seventeen for thirty, right? That's pretty decent. On twenty nine rushing attempts, uh, their their yards per rush was only three point two. So I mean, and you could you could chalk that up to UT Martin just not being a good football team and you know not being able to get much. But Mizzou literally had double the amount of first downs that they did. So like, good transition I think yeah. for the offense. What yeah. do you think about Drew Locke and Emmanuel Hall? That that connection is great. I love that connection. Um, I think it's going to be crucial 
to this season. Um, I was impressed as well with Cam Scott and Jalen Knox, two guys who didn't get too much uh, playing time there. You know, they came in near the end, but Cam Scott had that 70-yard touchdown reception. Like, if nothing else, that that just catches off for me. I'm like, this this guy's great. Let him let him have the job. Give him the start. You know, like he was he was great. I I enjoyed watching that. I enjoyed calling that. Um, Albert Okawebenam only had two catches, but he went 14 yards on both. So I mean, that's like well, he went seven yards on both for, for a total of 14, right? For a tight end, that's pretty good, especially when he was you know barely ever actually targeted. I think that uh, the Tigers would do well to maintain that good, you know, pitch and catch relationship that Drew and him had last season, where he was really, you know, he he did work on on the receiving end. But I like the running core: Demari, Crockett, and Roundtree. That was that was great. great. Yeah, I mean, Roundtree four, fourteen carries for fifty eight yards. Demario Crockett twelve carries for forty two, and then don't sleep on Tyler Beatty. The uh, the the third stringer, ten carries for thirty two yards. I mean, he he might not have played as much as the other two guys, but he still did work. You know, Michael Wilson even came in, uh, did a little quarterback keeper that he took for seventeen yards. I think it was like his only like snap of the game, and he took it for seventeen yards. I mean, he could honestly, you could you could switch. Uh, and this they might not do this. But uh, what the, what the Tigers could do is uh, have Drew in for when you need to, you know, get those good long slings because we know his arm is great, right? And then bring in Micah when you need a quarterback who can scramble for a couple yards, right? Kind of Johnny Manziel esque. Um, and that could be a, a serious tandem right there. I like the way you're thinking. Now, what are you expecting later tonight with whether it rains or not? What- depends on the forecast what are you expecting now this mizzou wyoming game with the few minutes we have left in the show um i think mizzou is going to continue their uh continue to put on good performances i think that it's going to be pretty convincing for the tigers it's going to be a win for missouri um rain's going to play a factor but i don't think it's going to play too much of a factor i think we were talking about this i think wyoming is the first test of this offense and defense because for sure for sure like you look at the stat line then yes Wyoming obviously does not have Josh Allen because he's now in the NFL but you look at this team and it's a team that Mizzou should be beating but at the same time though they may get upset and go one and one and we we know how Mizzou is against teams that they should be beating it's not always a guarantee but uh, definitely, definitely, I could see uh, I could see this you know happening for I Mizzou. That, I think I think it's it's gonna be Mizzou's game. That's just my opinion. See, Mizzou, I would am I I would argue Mizzou needs to win this game oh, against Wyoming for sure. because after Wyoming, you have tough competition all the way through. Purdue, South Purdue. Carolina, Georgia, Bama. That all of those got all those teams will kick your bum, especially at Bama and Georgia. Purdue, they might be able to pull a fast one. Purdue has not been playing well lately. I could I could see the Tigers potentially doing work against Purdue. But, like, like it, Purdue is currently, it's 12-10 Purdue, 
at halftime against Eastern Michigan. Like, Purdue's only up by two at the half against EMU. So definitely a chance for the Tigers to maybe pull a fast one on Purdue. But they have to be sharp, and they have to get this game. This game needs to be a win for the Tigers if they want to beat Purdue, if they want to pull a fast one there. See, like once again, like Purdue is runs a different offense and defense than the SEC. And you look at last year where Purdue on Family Weekend came in a throw and won 35-3 to and held Mizzou to, if I'm not mistaken, 100 yards the entire game. And that's when yep. the whole Barry Odom dumpster fire started. Yep, but you could argue that was a completely different Tiger team. And that was that, that, that team turned it around to the end. But we are, we are short on time here, Cole. So, uh, so what's your... I guess score prediction. My score prediction for this game. I'm going to go Missouri 35. And then uh, I'm going to go Wyoming 24. I'm going to give a similar prediction. I'm going to say Missouri 40, Wyoming 21. All righty. So pretty similar. So that is... All of the time we have, really, here on KNC Sports, on Sports Saturday here on KCOU. Uh, thanks for joining us. We, uh, if, if you enjoyed us, if you like listening to us, uh, our show, uh, regularly scheduled, is uh, Tuesdays at 8 a.m. So uh, wake up, have your Tuesday breakfast with us, and uh, listen to some sports. Uh, we'll be there for you. Um, other than that, enjoy your college football weekend. If you're traveling in Columbia or in the surrounding areas, stay dry. If you're traveling in an area that is being plagued by rain, such as us, um, stay dry. Other than that, have a great weekend, and we'll be 